This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is FitSmart, episode number 45, recorded February 10th, 2013. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Hopefully, uh, any of our listeners up in the Northeast are being safe with all that snow that uh, came dropping down on no that blizzard. No kidding. Yeah, yeah we're, a lot of awesome FitSmart comments on uh, on the relative uh, workout power of shoveling snow. Yes, definitely. It's like, that's a good workout right it there. It is. So. Upper body, cardio, everything. <laughs> it's everything, so, yeah. So why not? Yeah. And of course, the worst part is, is when, you know, as happened during heavy snowfall up there, uh, you shovel it all and you get done and you look back and it needs shoveling again. Yeah, exactly. You made it. You made it from your front door out to your uh, driveway and you're you turn around and shovel you get, your way back. Got to get back oh, in the house. So you're like, dang, it's mean spirited. right? It there. is. Yeah, it was. I saw some uh, some video, some time lapse about it coming down and it was just it was incredible <laughs> how much that was coming down. So hopefully everyone up there is being safe and uh having to enjoy trying to enjoy the snow and we won't tell you that it was 68 when we rode today not at all we won't mention that and that it was just beautiful and sunny and all that we won't say that it did get a little cool during the run we had to like uh yeah. wear a long sleeve i wore you didn't uh, i wore long sleeves yeah, it, got, I'm a weenie. it got chilly yeah. <laughs> it's probably 60 yeah exactly <laughs> that is not fair okay I'm enough rubbing gonna, it in yeah, but it was mean it was but that's okay but uh, this week, we thought we would talk a little bit about food again, and um, in particular, about taste change, right? which Over is something time. that I just don't hear anybody talking about. And I'm, I'm really no. surprised because I know for me, it was a, a shockingly large portion of my experience. Correct. You know? Well, I mean, especially three years of data, going back and looking at where where you originally started it is from. scary to go look at what yeah interesting to go look at what you what you ate at different right. periods when you have that data exactly you know and and it's fascinating and and the big thing is is it's not a you know one of the big things about taste change is it's it's gradual and yeah it's not if you i guess the the big point is if you're really trying to do a hundred percent 180 degree turn go from you know, just change everything that you're eating. Um, I'm going to, I don't have, you know, percentage data on it, but I would say maybe one to 2% of the people could probably do that successfully and stay I, with I it. I couldn't. Um, it just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem realistic to me. Well, and, and I mean, to put it in perspective, like uh, when I, when I started uh, the program with you, right. Uh, I was eating uh, once, maybe twice a day. Right. Probably twice, sure. something for lunch and something for, for dinner. dinner. I didn't right. eat breakfast. I uh, uh, I was one of those people that oh, I just can't eat in the morning. Exactly, crazy. I hear that a lot. Crazy, right? And my diet consisted of. I mean, to be honest, my diet consisted of um, a lot of pasta, a lot of. Sure. Fe- I like I made homemade fe- fettuccine alfredo, which heavy, consists of heavy sauces um, and yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, half a cup of heavy cream and a half sure. stick of butter in a serving. Right, per serving. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it. Things like that. And and so we're talking a couple of thousand calories at night 
and uh, and and I drank too, which uh, again I have no moral issue with drinking. But from right. a practical perspective, if you drink half a bottle of wine, right, uh, that's that's quite a lot of calories, significant actually, amount of calories, and, and with no nutritional value. And then and the body's having, and depending on what you're having it with, since the body's having to burn off the alcohol is one of the very yeah. first things. Any high fat. Any other things are having to be stored and not getting burned off right away. So just a lot of mess, you know. Right. So so going from that to to now eating, right. uh, you know, eight meals a day, right? At least with you know with them being evenly spread almost across the day, where I'm eating sure. every two hours during the day, um, which in and itself is nice if yeah. you like to eat. <laughs> yeah, no meat. Um, just a an, of let's put it this way: it's a large change, right? And uh, I was talking to someone uh, a couple of weeks ago and who looked at it and they're like, well, I want to make a change in this, but I can't eat what you're eating. And I'm right. like thinking, well, neither could I. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's, it, it, it's, it would be dumb. You know, I mean, there's no yeah. reason to try to do that. Well, and the, and the big thing is, is, is at, you know, three years ago, you enjoyed the fettuccine Alfredo. Right. You enjoyed the taste. Right. How, you know, again, there were, there were certain aspects of it afterwards maybe the heaviness in the stomach you're like oh but a lot of times people accept that that's how i feel after i eat type that's thing. true you know um that's true but again you just start looking at making the incremental changes change a couple small things and see how well, that works yeah. here i think i think maybe the way to say this because i've been thinking about it a bit because it's kind of shot when i heard that i was like well that makes sense of course right, right. you wouldn't want to do that you know i was thinking well how did i end up here from there right and and I think what it really comes down to is a couple of things. Number one, I I eat things I like. I rarely eat things I don't like. Correct. Like, it's not like I'm... It's not like you're suffering no, to eat no, the food you no, eat. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think you could do that on an ongoing basis for no, years, you no, know? No. I, you definitely would not sustainable. Sure, maybe, maybe, right. you know, but... That's Three years? Uh, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. And and like I feel just as like if I look, if you put the old meals in front of me now, I I wouldn't want to eat that any more than old me would have wanted to eat what new me eats. You know? Exactly. You'd be in like, ugh. <laughs> Both yeah, times you're like, no, yeah, I don't want Either that. way, it's just too big a change. Right. And I think that's it. There's this change in taste. Like like we say, my, my taste is this. Well, yeah. Right. But how did it get there? Correct. You know, and it got there over a lot of years of eating things and sampling things and working slowly maneuvering toward this place that right. you happen to exist at right now. Correct. So, you know, if if I look back through the three years of food, you can see little things like uh, like I started removing the butter and the heavy cream, you know, sure. lessening it and then removing it and then controlling portion size little by little over. And by yeah. the course of, you know, maybe six months in, it was right. it was starting to dial in a little bit. Sure. And then started to tweak more and more little things, right. you know? And, and the big thing, and in, in you've you know spoken about this on the um, previous podcast, too, is that you always look at going, okay, I like this flavor. Yeah, How can I get that right. flavor, you know, within the, the caloric range that I'm shooting for? And you're like, so you try a few different things. You're like, okay, one, uh, didn't really work. Okay, that's you know, too bland. <laughs> you pull it back, you try something, like, okay, that really is not that much perceptible of a difference still gives me what i'm looking for and it saves 50 calories and you know we talked about you know making sauces you know if it calls for uh, the stock base oh yeah no yeah we were actually talking when we started because uh, do you mind me mentioning no no not at all yeah uh, your your daughter had asked for uh ideas for recipes because we've we cooked together a couple times right and and i uh uh, you know, I suggested this stir fry and my stir fry sauce. We, this is how this came up in our discussion. Uh, I, 
to make stir fry sauce, I mean, essentially all you really need is like a cup, a half cup of liquid and a, uh, uh, and a tablespoon of, of starch. Right. And it will make the sauce in the consistency you think of. Now, right. I mean, if you wanted to taste like classic stir fry sauce, you just put two tablespoons of, uh, of soy sauce soy in sauce it. In there, right. like that. You can ditch that and put sriracha in it or something. If Get you're into spicy. hot stuff. Yeah. Or, uh, or if you want to make a Cajun version of Frank's red hot. Ooh, that's, not, Dude, yeah, that's that the same be, thing. Well, very you know? good. I mean, put right. that in there. Whatever the hell you like. Actually, right. I made a French version where I put white wine in it. Even, you very asked, nice, but, but I mean, it tastes it like you it tastes you like the white, white wine, wine sauce. You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, but but the trick is is that technically uh, you normally would use stock in there, right? You know, if you had chicken, use chicken stock or fish stock or vegetable stock if you're a vegetarian. Right. Whatever the hell you. But I discovered that, especially if you were putting like sriracha or or soy sauce in it or something, right. it covers the flavor of the of the, of uh, the stock almost entirely. Right. So I mean, now granted, I mean, you want the ultimate use use chicken stock and, and oh, sure. good good chicken stock, correct? And use uh, and use uh, a, a, about a tablespoon of really good. You would be willing to drink it um, um, a sherry as oh, well, sure. and it'll make for a detail in it that you don't get any other way. But right. here's the thing, all that calories, right. like, I mean, you're talking a good 50 calories worth of, right. of, uh, of stock alone. Sure. And I'm like, I can't tell any real difference. Screw it. You know, Take I'll it put water in it. Exactly. It's, the stock isn't required chemically to make it function. Right. It's just for flavor. And I can't tell, I can't taste it. If, so if you don't taste the difference, Bye. yeah, you're, you're out of there. Knock, knock those 50 calories out. Yeah, and then, sure. But you, if you if you need those fifty calories, that means you get to add them in exactly. somewhere else, which is the other key, right? And that there. gets to be fun. It's like race car, you know. That's the <laughs> trick, you know. When you have a minimum weight on a race car, a lot of right. times, you know, you, you can put the weight back on where you want it. Yeah, that's good. Get it as light as you want, so then you can Absolutely. add what you want back in. And then I shift those to more of the stuff that matters to me, and just right. being really honest about what it is, not just like broad strokes, but like you know, play detective and what is it that I really like, like. One thing that got me, and we were talking about this earlier as well, and is like when I have to eat smaller amounts of something, right. maybe during a loss phase or something, and right. I'm just I'm used to eating more. It's yep. a big shift. It's over a thousand calorie shift for me, definitely. Um, and I, I I shouldn't complain and loss eating like twenty eight hundred calories. Or something. It's not fair. But like, right. say you're in one of those times where you're eating fifteen or something. It's just hard. It is difficult, you definitely. Know? And and I would find myself like if I'm eating peas, peas are my favorite food. <laughs> but so I'm eating peas. I'll eat like four peas at a time. And it sounds stupid, but I thought about it. And I, this is just me. I don't expect anybody else to necessarily be this way. But I find myself thinking. Okay, what is it when I crave more? What do I really want more of? Is it more food in my stomach? Is it more right. is it more food in my mouth? Is it more time? Is it the act of eating? Yeah, and so. I found that it was putting the food in my mouth was a large portion of the enjoyment. I right. may sound weird or gross, but it's true. It's, you got to be honest with yourself about this stuff. So I found that if I ate tiny little spoonfuls of it i enjoyed it more because i got more of what i like it was you know? it was more you spent more time eating what you enjoy eating yeah in, yeah. in that happened to be what yeah. i wanted so when yeah you know and, you and know? The, the big thing about um the the taste change is that again if if it happens naturally you're more likely to stick with it oh you know? yeah um i mean you i cannot sustain doing crap that you hate right well you know time. in my in my 20s you know i ate Probably had red meat, steak, two, three times a week. Um, fish most of the other time. Turkey and chicken here and there. It wasn't that big a staple. It was more the more the seafood growing up in Seattle. Um, grew up with that my whole life. 
And eventually it just got to the point where anytime I had steak, I just didn't feel right. So I just cut it out, you know, and, and then every now and then dropped it back in and went, no, nah, I still feel like crap. So I eventually just quit eating it. Um, and then after a while, the same thing happened with, you know, turkey and chicken and finally seafood at the end. I was just like, it just doesn't taste right to me anymore. I don't need it. I have the energy I need. I have the strength I need. So I just got rid of it. Um, but again, that was over a couple of year period too. Yeah. It wasn't, I just said, okay, done. It's all, it's all gone. And see, the funny thing is, is it was a much shorter period for me. Right. But, but through a similar process in that, like, I just was eating things I liked and, and adjusting to get the right balance I wanted and things. And eventually right. I got to where there wasn't a whole lot of meat in it anyway. Right. And, and then you kind of look at it and you're like, you know, if I just bump this and that a little bit. Right. It could be gone. And then over a period of time, you realize, I realized, well, I don't really need it. Right. I'm, I'm fine. I like all the things I got. And the you know? volume you get is can be increased. It's greater, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, let's face it, I'm seriously into. Like, I want more damn food on the plate. So, right. if you get I that, can't. That filling portion yeah. of the stomach, that satiation, which is always really nice. But even weird things, just to, to give kind of an, an example of how taste can change over time like I, I i i love spicy food right but i found that over a long period of time like at first i i tended to eat more prepared highly prepared food sure and i was making it myself so it did take longer too and i still like that stuff sometimes but right. i found that over a long time i i would just little by little i would cut things out to save time or because they they just the benefit wasn't worth it to me in terms yeah. of the calories exactly. or something and over time, I started to develop, and this is what made me think of it too. I started to develop a taste for less highly spiced food. Sure. It doesn't mean, and this is the weird part, it doesn't mean that I can't eat or don't like highly spiced food, which oh, sure, I, sure. I thought for sure it would. Because I just like, I mean, even I used to put cracked pepper on peas when I ate them. I don't right. really do that anymore. I just, right. I got lazy. <laughs> you know, eventually, I, I developed that. a taste for peas without that, you know, and right. now I like them this way. But I thought, I wonder what would happen if I ate real highly spiced food and Spice I didn't, it, it was fine and you're like oh i, I was like okay that. i kind of like right. that too i wouldn't want to eat it all the time but, but it was good you but know? it's a nice little treat and you know the, the the big thing is like um you know for me i i one of the things i just love to snack on um give me like a red yellow or uh, orange bell pepper you know just they just are good. clean it just cut it up in little slices and just snack on it They're the flavor really i could do i do nothing too. else with them you know i don't dip them in ranch because i don't want to lose the flavor of the of the of the pepper and it's just and i munch on it slowly it's crunchy it's kind of that you know takes the place of chips you know i mean i'm more i'm not really the, the sweet fiend i'm when it comes to salty that's more where i go but you give me that pepper it's just so flavorful and everything like that and by seasoning it less you learn to appreciate the flavor of it even more. Yeah, and again, I'm not I'm not suggesting you should season your food last. I'm oh, no. suggesting that over time, right, whether you mean to or not, you adapt and right. and and you start to develop a taste for things. And I think, you know, we 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 take adaptation so seriously. Let's face it, adaptation is the key to body changes, period. Definitely. You know, so like if we're trying to learn to run, you know, you you do things that cause your body to adapt to learn to run. To be able to run yeah. longer, faster, faster whatever, whatever the hell it is. Whatever you're trying Same for. thing with lifting. If you want to, or if you want to put muscle on, you know, you're, right. you're 
tricking your body into adapting to think it needs that more additional yeah, muscle. It's we're we're lifting this heavy weight constantly. We need this to to survive type thing. And I think it's worth thinking about our taste the same way. I I concur a hundred percent. You know, our food. You don't. You, you're not looking to just like. Well, I want to run a marathon, so what I need to do is go run a marathon. Right. Yeah, that's not going to work. You know, maybe it would for you, but it is not the fast way there. It's not the fast way there. <laughs> well, and then, you know? and, but when you get to the end of the marathon, how you feel is significant, would be significantly different than somebody yes. that went through a, a, you know, segmented training if you, program. If, if you, you made it, if you tricked your body into adapting to run the marathon, right. you could have a reasonable experience doing it. I'm not going right. to say it's not going to hurt, but <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you could do it. And, and I think the same thing applies to food. Like if you want to, find yourself in a position where you can eat something that will support your goals right well and and i just i i think this is worthy of mention too i think we often underestimate the power of diet as part of the equation you know correct like it is definitely and 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 yeah, I mean, and we should talk about this later. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of the two knob theory, you know, that the the food tends to be the uh, the weight knob, right? And and exercise teams seems to be the what knob, right? You know, and you need to use the two to get what Put you want. But th- even th- that said, it just seems like the more control and you have over your diet, the more. You're, it's like a multiplier for your results. Sure. It will, they'll be huge, comparatively speaking. Right. It's not fair. If you look at somebody who's not really controlling their diet, but is working really hard, right. and then you have me, for example, that is working really hard and controlling my diet, right. I get two, three times the results. Definitely. Or I could do half as much and get the same results. And get the same results. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and Either so, way. Which is sometimes, I think, where it, it seem, can be odd in the gym if you see people making changes. Because you're going, okay, I'm working out as hard or harder than them. Why are they getting better results? The part you may not, you're not seeing is what are they doing yeah. with their with their food? What are they yeah. doing with their diet? What are they, Absolutely. what have they made those changes to? And that's kind of the invisible, you know, thing back on the back Great shelf. Is, unequalizer. Yeah, precisely. Know? So one other thing I was, I, I'd flashed onto, and we'd mentioned this, it was ooh, probably one of the, it was a while back in the podcast too, um, the book, The Flavor Bible. Oh, yeah. Amazing. You know, I mean, it's if you're cool looking book. at, you know, how your tastes are going to change, it's a great thing to look at if you go in, okay, I like coffee. Well, what are, what complements coffee flavor? What goes with it? What can be substituted? You can look in that book and it, it shows you a ton Hell of things yes. that go with it. So you can go, okay, well, I want to change the caloric balance, but I want this similar kind of flavor. You open that up and it just, it'll give you so many different ideas and you can go, okay, I can try this, this, and this. And all of a sudden, it opens up a world to you going, well, I like these two. These two I don't, but that's now two more dishes that I can I can have yeah. that I enjoy that are within the caloric range that I'm, that I'm shooting for. And it, it's just, it's amazing. It's actually kind of fun. Um, Marsha and I were going up to Oklahoma, so we had like this long drive. We were just, she was just reading it. Going, it's fun, like, I know. It's I've... like, pick a flavor. I'm like, almonds. You know, and it's like, boom, okay, look up almonds. What all? And it's just amazing. And some, it's funny because some of them you will have thought of, and then some of them you're like, really? You're like, mango i gotta and try what? that you know like <laughs> I so you go and try it you're like they're right you know and but what it does is you know going with the whole you know as your you know um taste change and everything if you give yourself other options all of a sudden you're like okay i don't have to have this one thing i'm locked into this one thing i know how four or five different options i'm a big options guy because if you're saying you can have this one thing only forever given i'm 
you could probably you know look at my uh, food and it's basically the same most every day. There are yeah. very few changes. Me too. But it's not because I have to do it. It's because no, it's I like it. Because I like those things. That's that's it too. You right. know when somebody's like, well. I could never make myself eat eight meals a day, be vegetarian, eat, uh, you know, eat the same thing many days in a row and everything. I'm like, I couldn't make myself do that either. I just like all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is how I adapted to where I like this and and it works for me. I found the things that work for me and I'm adapted to them and this is fun for me. I'm good, you know? Right. Well, you know, and I- I want my food. I don't want that food. Well, and that's, that's the big thing is that- you know, and I had a, you know, this was years ago, but I had, uh, you know, a gentleman and I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, I used, you know, I was, I was leaner before and I had the more muscle, but I got sick of eating, you know, uh, chicken breast and green beans, you know, three meals a day for that. I could, and I could see and like, that. <laughs> yeah, I would too. You could eat something else. But the, the, the point being in his mind, in that's order it. to be there, that's all he could do. And that's why he was no longer looking like that. I understand that 100% because if that's said, that's all you can do you can't deviate from that, then it's like, it's too limiting. It, it, it's that confining thing like, you can't have peanut butter this week. Okay. I don't, I'm, I usually go a week have or two almonds. without having it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what can I substitute? But it, it's not a can't or have yeah, to. No, it's no. more of a, what do I want? What do I like? And like I said, I mean, I love my oatmeal in the morning. It's just great. It's warm. It wakes me up. It fills me up for mm, there. And then my, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, throw the, the, uh, I've been doing, I haven't been doing the tri- uh, triple bear. I just do the, oh. the frozen raspberries in the morning. I'm just, I'm, I'm on a raspberry kick right now. And so I it's, see that. you know, so it's, it's really good for me. <laughs> I, I could totally it's see I'm that. Like, I'm good with there. But again, so it is pretty much always consistent, which advantage being getting up at four in the morning for my early clients for, you know, four 30 in the morning when I wake up, I'm not completely coherent. So it's nice to know that I can half sleepwalk through making my breakfast. Um, and it's going to taste just as good every time. Um, if I wanted something different, I'd make something different. It's not, but again, I, I enjoy that. And that's kind of the big thing. I think sometimes people go, well, here's a meal plan. And it, it's like, okay, it's an idea. Hey, little changes can make big differences. Like right. I was talking to somebody the other day who was like, I just can't stand oatmeal. And I was thinking, how can you not like oatmeal? <laughs> you know, I, I freaking love oatmeal. Right. I, and I, I, I don't mean that. Like, sure, I don't mean you it in a bad way. Easily not oh, like sure, oatmeal. Sure. But I'm like, I wonder how you don't like oatmeal. And then, you know, I realize too that sometimes when you say oatmeal, it means different things to different people. Oh, like, definitely. Like, okay, first of all, the quality of oatmeal. I'm an oatmeal connoisseur. Right. There are there are some oatmeals that taste like oats. There are some oatmeal that tastes like cardboard. Yes. You know, and there's some I, that no matter how, even if you cook it perfectly right with the right measurement, it just comes out like. If you go buy the Target brand uh, oatmeal, right? You know, Market Pantry, whatever the hell they call it, oatmeal. Right. It tastes like cardboard, and right. I've eaten it because I got it when I was traveling and stuff. Oh, it was sure. good enough for a day or something, yeah. but. But I mean, not every morning. I would not eat that every morning. It's right. not right. It doesn't taste right. The consistency is wrong. The other thing is, is people just put some water in, nuke it, and eat it. And you're like, well, crap. Yeah, that does taste pretty lame. <laughs> Even with the good right. ones, it tastes like wet oats. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, like when I make oatmeal, for example, I mean, I make oatmeal with water, nuke it, bring it out, add uh, a little bit of almond milk and right. and uh, crushed uh, crushed almonds. Right. And, you know, the triple berries or whatever, the strawberries or raspberries or whatever whatever you're getting frozen in the first round. Right. You know, so now you mix that up and you put it back in and nuke it some more, pull it out and let it sit sit a little bit. And then I 
I foam almond milk and put almond milk foam on the top of it. <laughs> so my that's my that's when your you oatmeal. say oatmeal, oatmeal, that's oatmeal to you. I'm thinking of this stuff that, like I said, it t- to me with the triple berries in it, and that's right. uh, raspberries, blueberries, and uh, and blackberries. Blackberries, yeah, that's yeah. right, right, right. To me, it tastes like cobbler. It tastes like cobbler with almonds in it. With all, yeah, You're I like, mean, how is that not delicious? It's creamy. It right. tastes uh, holy crap, you know. So, yeah. And when people say I don't like the consistency, I'm like, you can also make oatmeal many different consistencies. Oh, sure. I do. Like when I eat small bowls of oatmeal, right. uh, I actually make them liquidy. I like right. that. I don't know why. When when I eat big bowls of oatmeal, I right. want them to be like solid. Yeah. For me, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, my, my, my consistency change in the oatmeal typically depends on uh, um, how much time I have to eat it. If I'm really rushed, I make it a little bit more liquidy and I basically can drink my oatmeal. <laughs> nice. It, it seems I can you know, see that. You know, but I'm in a hurry. I'm not going to skip breakfast. I'm going to make it work. Yeah, it works. may not be my preference how i'd like it but you know what i get it down i still enjoy the flavor it's got the nice raspberry or triple berry whichever i'm choosing yep. i do the same thing but i eat with a spoon it makes right. it take a while yeah so it, again if i have time it's another trick yeah, i do i just I'll, I'll eat it slower and i enjoy it but i think a lot of times when people think oatmeal they think mush they think yeah. that you know big old ladle Soggy coming out bowl and just, of wet oats yeah, exactly and no honestly that if you're and, and it sounds odd you know, when you say measure water because water has no um, no um, calories to it, yeah. but it's not the calories we're worried Do you about. you really want the thing to come out the same way every time? It's exactly. really easy. <laughs> boom. Measure. Uh, boom. Half cup, whatever, you know, quarter cup, Boots. whatever it is that you need. Boom, oh, boom, boom. and forget measuring dry goods by volume. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. You know, that's seriously. Not if you don't have a food scale, go get one. 20 bucks. Target I don't even care. Them, right? I don't even care Walmart if you are going to log your food. It's just, it's the secret they've used for years in, in commercial kitchens right. to make recipes come out the same damn way every time. Right. In a hurry. If, you, if you're going to make. Which, I don't know, yeah. that fits me pretty big. I want right. the same damn thing every time in a hurry. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you're going to make one serving, are you going to make 100? Easy. You got to wait for one. You know how to make 100. You know the wait for 100. You know how to make one. Yeah, I figured that out when I was baking a lot. Because I just sure. suck at baking, and I learned food scale. That's how you make baking easy. Like I mean, sc- oh, sure. screw measurements. You just you know just you wait get a, to a gram. You can just make everything work out. Because I mean, flour <laughs> especially. Time. You're like crap. You, you can know, pack that, it. Yeah, is it? Yeah. You know, we get a cup of it. How easy. packed down as it is, or how and it changes every every time. Yep. But you know, I think the big thing to to realize is that just when the food, you know, when your tastes are changing with the food you're eating, go with it. Just don't. It's almost don't really force it. Pick one or two things. Change that. See if, if you're okay with that. See how that goes to, to help get you towards your, you know, towards whatever the goals may be. And and let the body adapt to it. Yeah. Let it go through it again. And don't don't rush the changes. It's the same as with, with exercising. If, if you're trying to add muscle, but you haven't been lifting in years or even months, you, you move need too to, fast, you get injured, right? Precisely. Same thing. You move too fast, you quit. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's the same with food. We want to make sure that you can keep going in that lifestyle change that you want. Um, enjoy the food. Try different things. I mean, I, I love food. I love different flavors of food. I love trying different food. Um, and honestly, I've tried a number of different food that I'm like, I will never eat that again. And, <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I'm glad I tried it because I know I'll never want to eat that again. But by the same token is in time, you know, little things will change and little things add up and make a big difference. And eventually you'll find what you like to eat that will be consistent for you for that lifestyle change. And you may look back on it, same as, as you're doing right now, three years you know later and going, I could not have changed this overnight. 
And would you have gotten results faster? I still would say no because you went to stuck with it. No, but hell no. But maybe, but how much faster? Sustainable is fast. Sustainable is better. Sustainable you know? is faster. Yes. I know it sounds crazy, but it it just is because you know where other people start and stop and, right. and stutter in their performance. Right. You don't. You just you just plod keep going along, yep. always going in the right direction. Right. Always. Just you're constantly it's making like, progress, and that it does not take long. <laughs> it makes a huge, huge difference. Overall. A year is a long time. It is of, of steady results. Right. And and the nice thing is, is that you will then start to develop that taste that you like, and then you can move to the next thing. Yeah. You can tweak the next little thing and then right. settle that in. And then when that settles in, you tweak the next thing. And eventually you get to, I remember like at first it was like, oh, I should control what I eat. That's right. a step one, you know? Exactly. And then eventually you're like, hmm, you know, I should eliminate some of these things that are really crappy for me. And then eventually you're like, you know, maybe it would be better if I had a little more of this. Right. And then over time, eventually you get to the point where you're looking at it, There's not a whole lot to mess with, right? Sure. I mean, even it's kind of fun. I even like I've removed all the refined carbs. Like I just don't have any in my diet, like, and don't I don't miss them. Well, you know that's you know that's the big I thing too. Don't. You know, it's like you know you get very much in the habit. I was for eh, three four months there. I was in the habit of having a bowl of cereal every night. You know, and it was just I, I used enjoyed, to eat a lot of know, cereal too. Love my cereal. I was eating it, and then I'm like started going. You know, it's it, it's not that it's not satisfying. It tastes so good, but let me just put something else in its place and see if it makes a difference. Pull it out. I'm doing, you know, I do, you know, do my veggies at night or I do something else. And I'm like, I like this better. Yeah. You know, it's, I actually enjoy it more. I feel better. And cereal just, it went away. I just, I was I eating a lot of cereal and, and I'm like, at one point I just really was having trouble getting some results. Right. And I'm like, I need an, a little boost on this side of the equation. Right. How can I do that? And I'm like, well, I need to eliminate the, let's the pull, refined Let's carb. pull those refined carbs. How can I do that? You know? And I'm like, well, okay, well let's put some other stuff I like a lot in there. Right. Maybe that'll help me. And sure enough, it did. At first I missed it a tiny bit, not right. for long. We're talking maybe like a week. Yeah. You know, and then after that, you're kind of like, oh, I'm okay. You know, and then after a while, you're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, right. I, I, I could eat that bowl of cereal, but holy crap, that's 400 calories, man. <laughs> yeah. Think what I could do with that. I could eat a lot of oatmeal with that, you know. Right. I don't know. All these different things. And and next thing you know, you're just, your tastes are lining up and they're driving you in the right direction right. instead of away from it. Well, and, and the big point to, to keep in mind is really when you took stuff out, you always there was always a replacement. Oh yeah, there was never a oh, hole. Yeah. So it wasn't like okay, we're just going to throw this out. I'm just out. not going to eat this anymore. And then there's this big hole. Uh, there's this big gap. It's like okay, I'm not going to eat this, but I'm going to eat this. So you you refill that gap with something else, and and it doesn't. It gets to the point. So it, again, you're less likely to miss it if there's something else in its place. And again, choose things you like. Say okay, what do I really enjoy? What do I like? How can I make that work? And I can't stress enough being willing to go more granular than I like this food or I don't like this food. Right. Like be willing to ask yourself why and, and, and keep like a little kid, just keep asking why until yeah. you get to the core of it and you find out that you like peanut butter cause it's salty. Right. You know, you may peanuts are may not even be the cause of it. You just like, you like salty, salt. yeah. you know, and, or, or whatever, or maybe you really like the nutty flavor of it, you know, in which case mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, I could substitute some almonds in for that and it would be right. better for me. You know? Yeah. I don't, whatever. I don't get the, the more processed sugar added ones. I don't right. get that, you know, the natural ones you're like, okay, I like the nutty flavor. So let me go for a more natural 
you know, um, uh, peanut butter. So I really get that nut flavor um, and make that happen. It's okay, that's more satisfying, and, and I don't get the sugar rush from it. And to put it in perspective, I mean, like there, there, are, there are limits. Like, and when when it comes to peanut butter, I tried some of the fully all natural, like it's ground right. peanuts, you know, right? And and they're okay. Sure. I mean, it's not like uh, I can't eat it, but. It wasn't my favorite, and I yeah. really hate the smooth, overprocessed, like, like Jif. You know, the, I'm the, like the, uh, the peanutish, spreadish, ish. sugar thing. No. Yeah, it's not even peanut butter. I yeah, wouldn't even call it's it like that. come on. And I find I finally looked around until I found something that was in the middle, kind of like right. It it has uh, uh, some honey. It does have a sweetener in it. Right. It's uh, powdered honey. Very nice. In it, which is interesting. Right. I don't know. It like, okay. works. I I wouldn't have thought of that, but okay. Right. And and I looked at it, and it's it's a relatively small amount, right? And certainly not a problem in the amounts I eat, right? And uh, man, you know, I found stuff I like. I'm a, I'm a fan. Well, and and that's that's the big thing is you know have you know try to have fun experimenting with it, oh, see what's out yes. there. Um, that's good advice, you know, because that that's <laughs> that's going to help you to have a lot of different choices in in direct you in the right way. Because if you're going, yeah, I really like this type of flavor. I really like this, you know, this this as it you know when you get to the fifth or sixth why of why 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 okay i like this saltyish, soupy hot flavor what okay, else would work with how, that? yeah how can i make a nice salt you know a, a savory soup that i'll like that it's, it's warm on a cold night that's what i'm going to go for and and all of a sudden you're like okay now i have other options and it's no longer have to have or can't have it's i want and i get to choose and to me that's a, a huge difference for for sustainability Very well said Actually, on that note, we can wrap because that's that's well said. I can't think of a better way to say that. Well, thank you. <laughs> we should probably wrap. You have anything to add here? No, just hopefully everyone's safe and uh, have a great week. Indeed, we'll see you next week. From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers. Thank you.